What does a career that is focused on Christian education look like? Stick around and we'll talk about that and a whole lot more with our special guest on this episode of Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, the podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, and I'm your host for the Here at Home podcast. And joining me on today's episode is Lisa Kleinman. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. You know, there is that awkwardness at the beginning while I'm doing all the talking and you're just sitting there, right? And you know that people, if they're watching, they're like, they're just, just sitting there, right? Yeah, but... It's not awkward anymore because you can talk now. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this your first time being on a podcast? No. Yeah. A but season, only my second. <laughs> seasoned veteran? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I've, done, I've done two podcasts. Done two. Oh, this is your second. Okay. Yeah. You were on Talk Truth back. Yes. I think it was the very first season, wasn't it? It what, might have been. It was we, early yeah, on. It's been a while. Yeah. So glad to have you back in the podcast studios. Thank you. And I, I'm looking forward to this because the one of the favorite, my favorite things to do with these podcasts is to get to know people and to hear a little bit about their story. And especially people that are very involved in the ministry of McGregor Baptist Church. And so for people to get to know you a little bit better, and I know that's, that's uncomfortable for everybody. So just nobody wants to be, to be about, well, I shouldn't say nobody. There are some people out there that would <laughs> love for it to be all about them, but most of us don't like it right. to be about us. Uh, but I do think there is huge value in people getting to hear you know a little bit about those that maybe they have seen them they've heard their name but they really don't know who lisa is and so today we're going to get to know a little bit about lisa and as i said in the teaser at the beginning really uh an entire career that's been focused in christian education and so we're going to get to see and hear about the different stages of that and what that might look like so maybe there's somebody listening that maybe is feeling a little call to that type of ministry or career and it would be an opportunity for them to hear maybe a little bit about that so who knows how the lord might use today's podcast so let's go back to the beginning where were you born and raised midland michigan midland yep now that's actually the name of the town. Middle? Yep. Okay. Is there a whole four years? Okay. Four I years. think maybe not even that. And then we moved to Auburn, Indiana, and we were there. A lot of big towns in your early yeah, years. No, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> but my father was in. Um, he he was in sales, and his father uh, was in the jewelry business. So the original Fessel Jewelers, which is my maiden name, was in another small town in Ohio uh, called Paulding. And um, Dad moved down. Our family moved down, and they opened two other stores. So they were running three uh-huh. jewelry stores between Ohio and and. So Indiana. they would move each time to. They we just found a central location to Auburn, and then drove to oh, the okay. three. Yep, and then. It was around 78. Um, my parents got really tired of the cold weather and the, there was a blizzard. Uh, it was great as a kid. I remember, you know, being able to um, slide off the roof of the house down because the snow banks were so, <laughs> so big. High. Wow. Yes, yeah. Mom wasn't too keen. Um, so my dad came down on his own and found Cape Coral, which nobody knew even existed back then. Yeah. Um, and he purchased a house, he sold the businesses to his brother, and opened his own jewelry store here in um, off Del Prado, actually. Um, wow. Back then, the mall there um, was like a 
bomb shelter bunker. <laughs> um, it's changed a lot then, but he. Um, it, it's actually an important part of my story because it really ended up cir- uh, circling back to how I got into Christian Ed. It was because of that that move. What year was that when you moved down here? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. I think yeah. my parents may correct me and say no, it was seventy nine. Okay. I told you earlier on, I'm terrible at dates. Were you? Still in school, high school. Oh no, I was. I was middle I was, school. I was grade school. Uh, <laughs> were you born yet? How old were you? Seventy eight. I was. I was uh, eight. I was born in seventy one. Seventy one. So mm-hmm. grade school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I ended up going to Pelican Elementary at that time, um, and we knew nothing about the area. We had no family. Nothing. In fact, yeah, nothing. But it was really cool for my parents to take that leap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they found a, a small church and. Um, we started going there, and my sister and I, it was so small, it was it was in a storefront, we were the only kids in the church. So that was kind of interesting. And also part of my testimony, because I wasn't part of a normal church um, Bible study, Sunday school life group, whatever you, know, whatever you call it, you know, at mm-hmm. the time. Um, basically, an, um, an older gentleman in the church decided to become my Bible teacher. And so every Sunday, it was he and I and his big old Bible, and he'd just flop it open and like, we're going to study Genesis 5, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I was extraordinarily blessed to have that person, his name was Ivor Johnson, pour into me at such a, a young age. And, and that's, it was um, with him that I um, placed my faith in Christ. And I was blessed to be a young Christian. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember the date. I was too young. It didn't, you know, um, it wasn't something my parents marked, but that was when my um, my uh, relationship with Christ began and, and just continued on. So Well, you answered my next question anyway, that, you know, when and how did you come to know Christ? So that's a neat story, though, because here you are in a church and a small church, but yet someone said, hey, we need to have somebody that's going to teach yep. this particular age group, even though it was very small. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you. <laughs> my uh, sister had a different teacher, so, so it was wow, literally... a one-on-one training I there. know, but you know what? You think about that? Actually, I never thought about this really until now. The, the wonderful role I have in, in leading a Christian school. Mm. And back then I had no idea that is something I would ever end up doing. And the right. ability I've had to pour into the lives of others. And it started with one man stepping mm-hmm. out of worship to say, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to invest, her. I'm gonna invest yeah. in that, that lady, little that's, lady. That's neat. And I, I'm, I'm often reminded of that in my own life of those people, you know, that have been there at different stages and the opportunity for all of us to to be the same to someone else today and in ministry, however God calls us. So yeah, such a neat, neat story. So you you get saved, uh, eighth, ninth grade, somewhere around in there, or no, eight or nine years old. I keep making you older than you are. I'm sorry, I apologize. It's it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, our past, I moved down to this area in 1975. So not too so much I, sooner, earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. who knows? Who knows? You were a lot younger than I am, so <laughs> we've never crossed paths. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, eight or nine, what's the what's next um, as you go through middle school, high school, and Lisa's life? Well, what happened in Lisa's life is too many fights at the bus stop. Really? A yes. fighter? Well. Or just trying to defend um, It was a defense. Oh, it wasn't okay. one to pick them, <laughs> but I would finish them. Um, so There's that my tenacity. parents, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, my parents were working, you know, they're business owners. So we, we ended up having to, you know, we had someone that they hired to take care of us after school, but that bus stop was 
was a problem. So mm -hmm. they're like, we're done with that. And at the time, um, the kind of mess, uh, most well-known Christian school was ECS, Evangelical Christian. So we started there when I went in sixth grade. And that's a big part of my story, not only because there were some amazing people there that poured into me, but that's where I met my husband. Mm. Um, and I was one of those that, you know, we started, quote, dating um, at 14. I was 14. He was 16. And uh, all the people said, you're too young, you know, you shouldn't wow. do that, you know. So we, we, um, we ended up getting married and here we are. Yeah. Now, obviously, you didn't get married right away. Oh, but. no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, we got married after I finished my second year of college. That was my okay. parents' deal. They said, if, if you promise to graduate college, then we'll pay for the wedding after your second year. Because we were getting to the point where we wanted to honor Christ in our relationship. And, you know, that was a long time. Mm -hmm. So it was it, it worked out. It doesn't work out that way for everybody. Right. But for us, it did. I mean, we were really poor <laughs> the first years of our marriage. But I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, that's neat. Now, I failed to mention at the very beginning, just so they kind of see where this is all going, what your current position is here. So oh, let's, there you go. let's state that because that makes this whole kind of story arc uh, really kind of come together. So give us your title and uh, the, the 20 second description of your position here at McGregor. Um, I'm the head of school for Southwest Florida Christian Academy, which is a ministry of McGregor Baptist Church. Um, I serve as part of the ministerial team um, and work as a liaison between the church and the school, as well as um, oversee pretty much all the operations of the school, which is a K through 12 program. Mm -hmm. And we have about 820 students right now. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to be involved in Christian ministry and um, I wouldn't be anywhere else. And we'll come back and talk a little bit about things as they are now, but let's pick back up. Mm -hmm. So you've graduated from college, you've been married for a couple of years. What's, where, where's the Lord leading you as far as what you're going to do career wise while you're in college? Do you have a pretty clear understanding or? Well, interestingly enough, I grew up as I shared in the jewelry business and my mom actually opened up a gift shop at one point. So I was very much into retail and I thought I would be doing that. And my parents said, no, get a degree in something else. And then, you know, we'll see. And um, I had started taking piano lessons when I was six. So by my teenage years, I was very involved in music and theater, um, you know, any choir, all of that. And I, um, ended up feeling, I, I thought the Lord was leading me into um, music education. Mm. I wanted, I loved, I was, you know, helping with choir direction and stuff. And I thought, all right, this is it. So I went to Florida Southern College, partially on a music scholarship and went into their music ed program, which was a dual major at the time. And I minored in theater of all things. Mm. And uh, it was, it was a very rigorous program. I, I am, um, I don't like to settle for anything less than an A. Uh, so <laughs> I pushed myself. I pushed myself a lot. That's a shock. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it was going well. I was very busy. I had no. We didn't have much of a social. I didn't have much social life because I was just doing that so much, taking education classes and that. And my senior year, um, just before my senior year, um, I was at the time I was performing on the harpsichord, the organ, and the piano, and I was practicing about six hours a day. I remember playing, I was working on a Rachmaninoff piece, I don't remember which one, and my hands froze, hmm. literally, and the pain, it, this, this pain hit. So that led into a lot of doctor's appointments and nerve tests, you know, they 
shoot electricity in your nerves and they twitch and all that. It's all kinds of fun. Yeah. Anyways, just trying to figure out what, what had happened. Um, of course, at this time, I'm balancing. I'd like to graduate. I've been married. I need to start providing more than just um, the extra money I was making, you know, on the side in the nights, in the evenings. Uh, but long story short, um, uh, it was permanent nerve damage. Hmm. I couldn't continue playing, and uh, as God would have it, the person in charge of confirming whether or not I was going to get a degree said that I couldn't get it in that unless I completed a recital that would have been uh, over an hour, and I was physically unable to do that. Mm. Which so, is pretty typical of what you would be expected mm-hmm. for the music degree is to be yep. able to perform a, yep. a, a recital like that. Yep. So all of a sudden, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and... Fortunately, because I had done a music ed degree, I did have some education classes. Mm. So I thought, well, I'm gonna just get an education degree. I gotta get a degree. I still like teaching, Mm. you know. Irony though, a self-confession, I used to make fun of elementary ed teachers because (laughs) I would be (laughs) practicing all day and composing music and conducting and they were cutting cutouts for bulletin boards. (laughs) And I'd be like, are you serious? That's a degree? And of course, God has a sense of humor when he deals with me. He's like, yep, and get Guess what? That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. That is hilarious. (laughs) I was like, okay, I've been humbled. All right. So anyways, I crash course that and ended up graduating pretty much a year later. Mm. And uh, there was a hiring freeze in Lee County at that year. So that was fabulous. Um, My husband, in the meantime, had moved back here because he wanted to work here. So we did our early years of marriage. We ended up not always residing in the same location because he didn't get a job in Lakeland. He got it here and I had to stay there. And those were interesting times for early marriage, but it it worked out. Um, So basically in 95... um, or no, 94, 95, it was 94, 95. It was 94 is when I started my first job. It ended up in a Christian school, small Christian school that was a ministry of the church that I had grown up in. Oh, okay. So it was a small school, Mm -hmm. um, Providence Christian. I had, um, there was only one fourth grade class. So I was the fourth grade teacher and I taught K through eight music and theater. Because of that so, theater background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's how I started. And and honestly, it was an amazing experience. That same year, going back to my story about my dad and his business. Well, his jewelry store was in the same mall that Dave Kreller's Hallmark store oh, wow. was in. And they were friends. And Nancy Kreller and my mom. Mm-hmm. And they had been talking about a school that he was helping to establish at McGregor Baptist. Now, the funny thing is, is I had graduated, by the way, at McGregor. Like, Pastor Holbrook was the speaker. Uh, well, actually, my pastor was a speaker, but Holbrook oversaw it. I graduated and sat in those same pews that we're still sitting in today. So the ECS <laughs> yes, graduation. We had was graduations held here. here. Yes. Oh wow. Yes, I was on that stage. I played piano at my graduation. <laughs> Literally, how crazy is that? that of course, is. that was before everything happened in college. Right. So coming a little full circle. And I don't know, it wasn't because I was dissatisfied in my other job, but God just put it in my heart that I needed, if, if SFCA had an opening, that first year, that it was my first year, um, they, they were only K through two. Um, and so the following year in 95, they expanded that. And um, so I said no to a contract and I had no job. That was an interesting faith, step mm-hmm. of faith. And, and I would and I would say that sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you don't have that guaranteed there. But if God's leading you to, to say no to one thing because another door is going to open, his timing is his timing, not always yours. That was a that was a big moment for me. So it was 
a little later in the summer than I had hoped to get the offer. I still remember the call from Dave Kreller. Mm-hmm. I remember him asking, do I still want it? I'm like, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I and it was fourth grade. So, um, and I think that's what I, one of the things I love so much about this school and, and God's story with me involved in it is that when I came on, I was working with um, a lady, her name was Renee Younger, and uh, we were the first fourth grade teachers. Mm -hmm. So we got the freedom to develop what fourth grade looks like at SFCA. And to this day, the field trip we chose, St. Augustine, is still they that still do guys. that. That was wow. us. Yep. Yeah. And then two years of that, and I moved to sixth grade, and I got to be the part of establishing what the current sixth grade sixth grade is with Nicole Regnard, who's actually still at the school. Yeah. Um, and the model that we have, which is unique, was I, I still remember her and I sitting in front of the school board doing our presentation, hmm. and um, so that was really exciting. Yeah. And then. Um, and then I started getting into some leadership roles and decided I wanted to, uh, Dave Crowler encouraged me, and I, I decided to get my master's. Um, I had two little kids at the time, so it was very busy. I was working and getting my master's at FGCU. That was before they had online courses, mm. so you had to show up. Show up. <laughs> yep. And did my internship at a public middle school, and, um, and that began the story of my administrative years. So what was the first step? Because obviously you had that administrative side in you all along if you're getting excited about developing what the fourth grade's gonna Correct. look like or what the sixth yes. grade's gonna look yes. like. So what was the first position outside of the classroom that you had here? It was like a lead teacher. Okay. Yep. And then the then it went from, there was, um, Dave Crowler wasn't the administrator at the time. This was about mm, the third administrator. Um, they had never had an assistant, like a principal under the administrator, just been the one administrator. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed to become the first um, assistant to the head of school. It was called an administrator then, but it was mm-hmm. the assistant to the head of school. Right. Yeah, so I was overall K through 12. And you know what's amazing too is I never wanted to be head of school. I, I like to be the doer, mm-hmm. not the front person. Um, like even video stuff like this makes me nervous still to this day. But I, I love to serve. I love to serve. I love to make things work behind scenes. And so I was content being the, the assistant too. Mm-hmm. But yet all the time, God was putting me in positions that were was preparing me for this mm-hmm. without me even knowing. I mean, I even ended up teaching a high school class. So I, I look back at my life and I wasn't even supposed to be doing any of this according to my plan. Um, but then I ended up having a hand and I, I worked in a preschool. So I had I had experienced preschool through 12th grade, mm. which All I look back and I was like, that helped me prepare for something I didn't even know I was gonna want, yep. a desire that he would place in my heart. Mm. And it was all timing. It didn't happen overnight. Um, I did, literally after I got my degree, um, I got a phone call and was asked if I could do an interim. I was literally on my very first vacation after the, I got my degree, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you want me to do what? Um, and that was a temporary that ended up being a year, so it was trial by fire. Here, run a school. Um, I had an amazing board chairman at the time that, that helped me through that. Um, but again, um, what great experience. It was great experience. Down the road, yeah. yeah. And then, the, then they brought someone in, and I worked with them, that person for a while, and then that ended, and I was asked to do an interim again. And it's still at that time, that time is when I started to go, hmm, hmm, maybe I could do this, you know? <laughs> but it wasn't the right time. And, and that's the other thing I think is, 
just because God, again, is telling, or you, you feel like he's leading you in a path and that's his will for you, it doesn't mean it happens the minute you have that realization. Right. So I was like, I think I could do this. And then the timing was not right hmm. and the door shut. And that was a little disheartening, but then I had to realize it just wasn't the right time. And his time is perfect, you know? So you can't give up in that. You can't be defeated and say, well, it's just never supposed to happen. You know, because God doesn't doesn't necessarily work that way. Sometimes it's just not yet. It's Mm. not, not, it's not going to happen. It's just not yet. So then after the fifth administrator, um, that time, um, I, I put my name in the hat again, for lack of better words. And after going through all the interviewing, all of that, that's when they said, okay, Lisa, you can, you can do this. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So from the time you stepped out of the classroom till the time when you became the head of school, not counting the interim, the the permanent head of school. Yeah. How many, how many years? Um, 2000 to, I don't know. That's where my math gets bad. I'm in my ninth year. So whatever that was. My, I'm in my ninth year now. So probably two, 2014. Yeah. Yes. Somewhere around there. Yeah, so that's. 13, 14, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many years have you been with SFCA total now? I'm in my 28th. 28. Yes. I started here before I had children. Like wow. that's, a, that's a moment. Yeah. <laughs> to think about it. You're quickly becoming the Carrie Robinson of I know. SFCA. I know. Tell me about it. I know. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, Susie Cackley, who's very involved in the church mm-hmm. ministry, music ministry, is an elementary principal. She started the same year as I did. Yeah. And um, Bill Cato, who's still in the high school, started the same, same year, year as I did. There was one teacher, Rachel Norton. She was actually here from the very first year, but then she took some time off and came back. So, so it resets. That uh, counts. Yeah, sorry, I know. Rachel. I know. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, we are the... We are are the, the three, three mm-hmm. longest lasting SFCA faculty. Yeah. But you do have a lot of other folks that have been around a long time. So oh, our average tenure is 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. People, it's a family um, and and people, they buy into our mission and, and they stay and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, it's neat to see how God led you through that whole different uh, uh, storyline of different positions and some being very short-term, those interims, but yet, like you said, kind of a baptism by fire type uh, circumstances, but yet still God was working and preparing you. And now for nine years uh, serving as head of school and hopefully for a whole lot more, you, you have earned my respect in so many ways. You do such a phenomenal job in leading that. Cause I know it's not easy. I have a education heart at in within me. I, I got my degree in education mm-hmm. as well. And so I know what's involved in that kind of ministry and how difficult it can be and how frustrating it can be at times, but yet the amazing reward of seeing students yeah. that, that do come through and has such an impact on their lives in those foundational years. So, so grateful for what you're doing. Thank you. Talk about uh, a little bit in the last part of our time together about some of the the challenges that not just SFCA, but really any kingdom minded educational institution is going to struggle with in the year 2023. Hmm. Mm. I know there's a lot, but what are some of the key challenges you see that y'all are either currently dealing with or you're preparing to deal with? Well, so much has changed in the past you know, five years, especially, Mm -hmm. um, really it's, um, the adherence to biblical truth. Yeah. We are in a, in a time, a culture where that is, um, not as, um, valued. Um, and we're seeing it in weird ways. Um, even within the Christian community, solid doctrinal biblical truth. Mm -hmm. Um, there are a lot of Christian schools that are 
that are starting to become very much more just a normal private school because taking stands on gospel truth isn't easy and there's a lot of pressure probably more than ever Um, so really I see my role and the administration's role is really just guarding that, the guarding our core values that our kids are going to have biblical integration integrate. It's going to happen in everything. It's not just Bible class. It never was, but it's not just chapel. It's every core subject that we're teaching. It's how they're coached on the field. It's everything. It's tr- it, because you, it, there is no there is no truth outside of God's truth and life has to be viewed through that lens and that biblical worldview. But even speaking those terms now don't even have the same definition. And so we're having to look at, okay, you, okay. So you're Christian school. Well, most of the people that come to our school will check the box that they're Christian. And the more I've been in this field and where we are now, a lot of those folks may be checking it for reasons other than Christian. They don't even understand what Christian, what it means to be a Christian. And so it's, it's a challenge. I would say, you know, there's all kinds of political things happening. You know, our kids are struggling um, with, with anxiety and depression. And then you got the tech stuff and you got the post-COVID stuff. And mm-hmm. turn on any news channel, read any paper, you're going to hear about it. But honestly, at the core of it all is just fallenness. And we've gotten so far away uh, from where our roots are in education and just giving the kids the hope of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The, the, the issue of biblical truth being redefined, our culture has redefined the, the term truth. No, you're right. Uh, you know, so there's, right. that's not even anything anymore. And so if that's not anything, and yet here we are, you are as a school saying, we believe in biblical truth and they're like well who can know what truth is right uh and so it makes it much harder but yet so much more important than what you do to be able to teach from a very early age that yes there is such a thing as truth and biblical truth and we know that because of who god is so grateful that y'all are doing that what are some things that you are excited about coming up on the horizon for sfca Mm. Well, I'm excited about the growth we've had, mm. and it's been healthy growth. It's it's neat to see the families that have moved to this area and sought us out because they want that biblical truth. They mm. want um, their kids to be taught what they're being taught in the home and in the church. So that that's very exciting. The potential of more growth. Um, excited about the... <laughs> One thing about SFCA is, and again, having the blessing of being part of it for so many years, I've seen times of, um, you know, uh, lack of better words, ups and downs. We've, we've had adversity. Yeah. Um, but in those times of adversity, we've always had growth. And I'm not saying it was always a building, although sometimes it was, but it could have been spiritual growth. It could have been, uh, you know, program programmatic growth. I mean, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we just came out of Ian, like everybody else, and, and those impacts, having just come out of COVID and those impacts. And yet, you know, even though all of the, that adversity has been there, God just has continued to bless us. And, you know, just um, with bringing the families, with being able to still make improvements, to still look towards the future. And um, that's what excites me is that I know SFCA has so much further to go. And well, and the other part is, and you talked about this, the, the blessing investing in others' lives, the parents that are coming back and sending their kids to the next mm-hmm. generation. And That's all the right. alums, when the alums come and they've got their kids and then Bring you see them back, yeah. them back and then you're, oh, what? That's, the, that's what I do this for, of, 
um, or they're they're speaking in chapel or they want a job, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, I remember you when you, you know, I mean, it is neat to see how God works in their lives and, the, and that they come back to give back. So mm. I think those are the things that are exciting me right now. Um, and honestly, our, we have a fantastic staff and the relationship with, the, with McGregor is sweeter than it has ever been mm. in history. I mean, just the partnership, the, the oneness, the unity, on both sides in the directions we're yeah, going yeah. as this ministry. We're, we all believe in the same things. We want to accomplish the same things. And we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And and even if we don't always agree on everything, which we won't, you don't in your own family. Right. We still love one another. And I just, it's powerful to see God, ha, how, how he is using 3750 Colonial right now. Yeah, we really are blessed in that relationship between the church, school, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. And it's neat to see how God's using both of those ministries, you know, in different ways for his glory. Absolutely. So, yeah, I am I am excited for you guys in the school. 820, is that the highest you've ever had attendance, mm-hmm. enrollment? Yep. 820. Yep. Yeah. We hit a peak of 620 um, several years ago, and then the 08 stuff happened, you know, when the financial decline happened in the housing market. Oh. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, talk about adversity. That was one of them. Yep. But yeah, we're over. Yeah, we're on 820. It fluctuates every day. We we could be getting close to 900 for next year. I would, uh, as we wrap up, encourage the listeners to uh, pray for SFCA Please. Um, and pray that God would continue to use uh, your ministry. I had uh, an interview just the other day with a prospective member and the statement that he made, no, it wasn't a person, it was a, it was a, a potential teacher for uh, life groups. And he made the statement that they would not have joined uh, a church that didn't have a, a, a school. Hmm. And that meant that was important to them. And wow. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty neat. That is awesome. Uh, well, this wraps up another episode of Here at Home. Thank you so much, Lisa, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come by the podcast yeah. studio and chat and let folks get to know you a little bit. And thank you listeners also for being part of our Here at Home podcast community. And I always encourage our listeners, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so. Are you a subscriber to the podcast? Yes. All right. Awesome. So you, <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch mine, but yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll just listen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Do you know how to listen to a podcast or you just watch them on YouTube? No, I know how to listen to Okay. Because some people just want to watch. I could That's talk to Wade and he, I said, listen, no, I like to watch them. Okay. Okay. So I'm much more of a listener. I'll watch occasionally, but uh, I know yeah. what people look like. That's right. That's oh, right. I just want to listen. I can do that while I'm in the car. <laughs> well, that's why, yes. Do that while it I'm much, exercising. It's much yes. safer yes. to do that approach in the car. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank, thank our listeners and we'll see you back in just a couple of weeks right back here at home. <laughs>